What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with Cheesehead TV. After yet another ugly loss for the green and gold, the Packers drop into two and four on the season after a 19 to 17 loss out in Denver to a woeful Broncos team. But you know, if the Broncos are woeful, what does that make the Packers? Pretty damn terrible. Uh, pretty bad across the board. Everybody contributed to a poor performance from the head coach to the ball boy. Didn't matter if you were wearing green and gold or representing them in any way this afternoon, you were probably doing a pretty poor job of it. Now, there were a few bright spots here and there, but for the most part, the Packers are a terrible football team at the moment. And there's no amount of, you know, trying to gussy it up that's ever going to cover up the fact that right now, and this, mind you, is coming after a bye week, the Packers have no idea what they're doing out of the gate on offense. They have a defense that is more than happy to allow you to walk up and down the field. Yes, keeping people out of the end zone when the other team shoots itself in the foot more often than not. But, yeah, keeping points off the board, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, but then, you know, penultimate moment, Packers finally get a lead there later in the game. And Joe Barry's crew proceeds to allow the Broncos to waltz into field goal range where they kick the winning score. So, yeah, nobody covering themselves in glory. Even the rookie kicker who had been perfect throughout the season missed a kick early in the game. Just a poor performance all around. And I know there are a lot of people, because I saw them on the chat during the game, a lot of people probably going to be in here tonight, calling for people to be fired. And I'm here to tell you right out of the gate, A, no one's getting fired. B, nor should they be. There is context to this. There is no way you can look at this team coming from the idea and the actual the actuality of what they were coming from in the Aaron Rodgers era and the decision that was made collectively as an organization to move on the way they did going to one of the youngest, if not the youngest offense basically in the league and also historically a first-time starter and you know putting a lot of the eggs in the basket of we've got David Bakhtiari, we've got Aaron Jones, we've got these veterans to help bring them along. Well, obviously all those plans have come crashing down and now they are left with the detrius of it to pick through it. And that's what we're going to be watching for the rest of this season, especially if the coaching staff refuses to change their approach. I don't see Joe Barry changing his approach. Nothing from the previous X amount of games has made that happen. And Matt LaFleur with a whole bye week to work with and come out of and to try and figure out how to unlock the potential because there's tons of potential on offense just does not have an answer which i think is to simplify everything but his answer seems to be let's make it as complicated as possible for these young guys and we'll count up all the mistakes and uh, all the shooting in yourselves in the foot to youthful mistakes well i don't think they'd be making as many youthful mistakes if what they were being asked to do wasn't so complicated that's just me. I'm just a fan of the microphone. Doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot, but that's where I'm at. You look at the openers that they had each and every preseason game for Jordan Love with his boot action and getting really clean, delineated reads for him. And you come out in these games and we've got these really convoluted screens to the perimeter that gain four or five yards. And then when they're down and they got to start pushing the ball down the field, lo and behold, here's Christian Watson. Here's Dontavian Wicks. Here's guys actually able to get open concepts that work why it takes being down multiple touchdowns into the third quarter to unlock that part of the playbook 
I'll never know. But that's where I'm at. That's just me kvetching. Doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. My main underlying point here in this open is to let you know, no, no one's getting fired, nor should they be. Hello to everybody in the comments. Everyone mixing it up. Good to see you all. Hope you're all doing well. <laughs> and and kind of nails it. So many holes in this team. Where to start? It's tough. There's a lot to go over. Bryson starting us off with a super chat. I'm just as big of a homer as you are, but why would we want to bring any of that back in 24? I didn't think that they would be that bad this year. Again, their construction of the team told you what they wanted to do. They wanted to let these young guys hopefully come along with other veterans along to help them. And that has not happened when your two best players on offense, both go down with injuries. Yeah. You're going to look young and completely lost. And that's what they've looked like. And they're not just young. They're historically young. It's not, you know, it's not, that part isn't surprising. Um, also, I will say before I keep going, the Aaron Jones thing is just befuddling to me. I understand he's, undoubtedly on a pitch count but if he's not healthy enough to play he shouldn't be playing if he's healthy enough to play play him it, it's baffling to me mimsy thanks man nags you should get the dog after all the post-game therapy walks this team is maddening love is the disciple of the mlf church now of throw it to jesus yeah i mean look that final play i look i get they're trying to take a shot and i know matt you know, said that's on him in his post-game presser. But as a quarterback, man, you, you, you got to see that backside safety and you got to hit the check down and live for another down. It's, it's frustrating because I know their design on that play is meant to take advantage of a certain look, and Jordan thought they got that look. But, man, third and 20 is such a low-percentage play. Get yourself into fourth and somewhat manageable. And look, we're not even talking about it if Elton Jenkins doesn't have a holding call. But third and 20 is an impossible situation in the NFL, as it is. So, you know, I know a lot to be made about that play, but there's so much that happens before that play. There's 10 times more concerning than anything that happened on that play. Uh, Michael, thanks for the super chat, man. What does LaFleur do well? Bad play calls, bad player development, and bad coaching hiring. I... I have it's impossible for me to say anything positive about Matt LaFleur and not get attacked after a game like that. Um, I do think he's done a very good job of keeping the locker room and keeping guys fighting and keeping guys, uh, you know, on to the next play mentality type of thing. We definitely saw it last year after they lost five games in a row. They never gave up. They kept fighting. And, hey, they started to turn it around. Now, obviously, they fell short of the playoffs last season. But that is something he has done well throughout his tenure. Now, with that said, I don't know how many wins that's worth with this team. I don't know how much that helps you get into the W column week after week when you're continuously falling apart on offense and unable to make big stops on defense. John, thanks, man. Did Matt LaFleur say Jones was on a snap count? I hope so. I actually didn't hear the start of his presser, but I don't think it was asked. JS Brakes, thanks, man. If Love is in his fourth year, but everyone treats him as a rookie with kick gloves, then when exactly are we doing here? I think you say, what are we exactly? I don't think anybody's treating with kick gloves. If you are on Al Gore's internet, there's not a single Packers fan who isn't like chomping at the bit to tear him apart and brain for his blood. So I'm not sure what you're looking at. Now that said, he is a first year starter, three years in the league. He knows the offense and he's playing with a ton of young guys who don't. 
So I understand that you expect more out of him because he has been in the league X number of years. But that is why myself and others have continuously said now he needs to play. This is the aspect that no one wants to talk about and, and no one wants to kind of accept. But this is how you grow is from tough, tough stretches like this. Now, is there a magic moment where it all turns around, it clicks, it's like the matrix and the things start, you start seeing the code? Doubtful. Do we need to start to see some incremental progress from week to week? Definitely. But how much of that is in his control? When Rasheed Walker can't hold a block for three seconds, go back and watch the first couple of drives when they're unable to get anything going. I mean, they can't block anybody up front. And then you've got Christian Watson running the same route as someone else on third down. Wait, how much is this like for love to deal with? Yeah, he's been in the years for three league for three years, but what does that mean if you can't block or run the right route? I'm sorry. I like, I know the quarterback gets all the hate and he always will. That's the nature of the position. It's the nature of the league, but man. Jordan's got a lot working against him, not excusing the bad plays or the misfires or the decision there at the end of the game, all stuff that needs to get corrected. He needs to play better. No doubt about it. He's got X amount of games. What do we got? Like 10 more games to go. Wait, I'm oh, sorry. 11 more games to go, but yeah, just to throw it on Jordan is just weird to me. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Abdul, thanks, man. Hey, Aaron, so disappointed. What do they do all all by work? All by week, I believe you mean. Look like the same team as pre-by week. Well, that would suggest this is who they are. They need to play their way out of this. Like I said it in gut reactions. If Matt LeFleur and company don't want to change their approach, which is pretty clear they don't, coming out of the bye week with the exact same offensive line, exact same type of play calling early in the game, then I don't know, man. They got to play their way out of it. They got to execute better because it's clear the coaching staff's not going to change. Most hated. Thanks, man. When you have a crowd like that in an away game and you play like that, that's just disappointing. Our fans showed up in spades and got slapped. I saw so many Packers fans. What's crazy is there's an angle from the end zone on the tip drill touchdown that ended up in Reed's hands. From the back of the end zone, you could see when it landed in his hands, this whole, it looked like a Packers home game. Whole crowd. Standing up, excited. Hell, it was finally something to cheer for, right? Yeah, it's disappointing, man. It really sucks. I will say, however, and I know this isn't you, man. I know I know you are diehard, but it will be fascinating to watch some of those crowds on the road start to dissipate if and when, you know, things get tough, which they certainly are now. 
well, are Packers fans just going to not show up and not support their team? And then were there ever really Packers fans to begin with? As Bart Starr said, it takes no courage to support your team when it's, lo- when it's winning all the time. It takes true courage as a fan to support them when they're losing. And the Packers are doing exactly that right now. Uh, Godsmack, what's up, man? For me, the question should not be, is Love the guy? The question should be, is LaFleur the guy? He's incapable incapable of adjusting. God, I miss Holmgren. Yeah, but you got to remember, with Holmgren, there were Favre games just like the one we saw today in Vegas. I mean, it's not like Brett was out there covering himself in glory all the time. There were some really, and I mean really stupid interceptions and plays along the way, especially those first couple years. So I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But it's it's mostly a game about patience in that regard. If you think love is the guy, and I think they that's clearly what they think. Because they moved on from Aaron Rodgers for him. Don Vito, thanks, man. Can someone please explain to me what fans expect from Jordan Love? He's made some poor throws, but his offensive line is terrible. He has no true wide receiver one, and the offense is begging to be simplified. It is begging to be simplified. I agree there. Yeah, man, they just they expect production. They expect results, which is their right. I understand fans being frustrated. Don't get it twisted. I completely understand it. And again, quarterback, always going to get the blame. No matter, regardless of everything that's happening around him. Andrew, thanks, man. How does a team with this many supposed athletes not create mismatches? Now that's a very legitimate question. And that's where I start thinking that Matt is maybe overthinking things, um, trying to search for those mismatches and basically overcomplicating things. You know, they do have athletes. There's no doubt about it. And they're not showing up consistently enough. They're not obviously not being put in a position to kind of let that athleticism take over, at least not with any kind of regularity. Oh. Riley, thanks, man. Do you think that LaFleur's job is in jeopardy if the Packers finish with four or less wins on the year, or do you think he gets another year no matter what happens this season? Riley, uh, I do think, regardless of what happens this season, Matt LaFleur's job will undoubtedly be safe. I will be absolutely shocked if they move on after this season. Now, with that said, missing the playoffs last year, having a tough year this year, Next year, the, the you know, he'll be on the hot seat. Zero question about it. And that will be after a undoubted appearance on hard knocks. Because if the Packers miss the playoffs this year, they are on hot. They are going to be on hard knocks. There's no way that the league passes up that opportunity because they can compel the Packers to appear. Um, but yeah, then next year it becomes it's do or die, put up or shut up time for Matt. I have no doubt about that. Now. Now, I know I already hear people like, why, why? Well, because powers that be, and I've said this before, they think in long-term windows and they understand the transition was always going to be tough. And they made, they rolled the dice on guys like Bakhtiari and Jones staying healthy and helping. And that clearly hasn't happened. And Matt has been put in a very tough spot. We're talking about Jordan Love being in a tough spot. Matt is in a very, very difficult spot as far as what he's being asked to do, what he's working with. I don't think for a moment that the Packers made the decision to move on like they did and turn the page and 
do it in the fashion they did without telling LaFleur, look, we understand this year is going to be tough. I mean, look no further than the $40 million cap hit they're taking for Aaron Rodgers and others who aren't playing on this team coming up to like, what, 50, 60 million, something like that, that aren't even playing, you know? And then you throw it, then that's before you throw in the fact that, you know, Bakhtiari's cap hit, Aaron Jones, the minimal return you're getting on that. Like the team construction is such that if you're a coach and you're sitting there going, uh, what do I got to work with? A bunch of kids at wide receiver, an offensive line that can't block, and a quarterback who's starting for the first time in the NFL. I have a real hard time imagining Mark Murphy going, well, yeah, that's uh, that's enough of that, and firing him, given that that was the roster he was handed. Just guesswork on my part. That's where I'm at. Abdul, thanks, man. Any early word on injuries? No, Matt was asked, and he said he had no updates on anything other than uh, I know uh, Schneidman reported that uh, Luke Musgrave was seen in a walking boot after the game. Obviously, isn't great dealing with that ankle injury he sustained. Tyler, what's up? Are we immune to making any changes on the O line? Well, barring injury, we saw, you know, when Myers went out, we put Zach Tom at center, we put Nyman at right tackle, got about what five snaps of that, and then Myers was back in. So, immune, apparently. Terminal Frost, what's up? Watson's coverage on Reed was better than Joe Barry's coverage on anybody. Oh, I got to laugh so I don't cry. You're not far off. Godsmack, what's up? Everyone blamed Rodgers for our problems last year. Now everyone is blaming Love. I'm so sick of these fans that believe the QBs are all that matter. That is very well stated. Very, very well stated. Andrew, thanks, man. Successful run up the middle with Tom at center. (laughs) There we go. We're glomming on. We're coping. Let's do it. Thanks, Andrew. Professor Flex, what's going on? We are the get right game. I wrote it on gut reactions. Every team, every single team is circling the Packers right now going, that's when we're going to get right. No doubt about it. Michael, thanks for the super sticker. Abdul, thanks, man. Is the offense what it is at this point, or do you still foresee improvement later in the year? I think if things are simplified, there's a chance for improvement. If the approach changes, I wrote this in gut reactions. If Matt can truly sit down and change the approach on offense, yeah, I, I could see them improving. But if they keep coming out insisting on doing what they're doing early in these games, uh, I'll be surprised. We'll, we'll see. Matthew, thanks, man. Appreciate everything you do, Nags. 13 and 4 it is. <laughs> I like your optimism, Matt. You can't go 13 and 4 without losing four games. You got that right. John, thanks, man. I've been a Matt, big Matt LaFleur fan, but he looked like a man without answers in that postgame presser. Concerning. You see, I'm glad you brought this up because I saw, man, holy cow. First of all, don't ever read the postgame chat on YouTube ever because, wow, there are some real brain, kind of big, big brains in, in that chat um, who are all like, you know, talking about Jordan Love's cadence, like because he says, um, in the middle of answers or whatever. All these folks, of course, if you put them in front of a microphone asking them questions after a really intense work period, would answer with such grace and consistency and elocution that you would be like, oh, my gosh, what an amazing speaker. But I digress. I digress. Back to your point and question. Um, Yeah, I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. Simply because it's true. And we don't 
like as fans hearing after the game, I got to look at the tape from coaches, but it's 1000% the truth. And what you're doing as a coach when you say that is you don't want to throw any of your players under the bus unnecessarily and or you're just unfairly, right? As much as we want that, oh, this guy did that wrong and this is the reason and blah, blah, blah. It could very well be the case that that's not the case. You go back and you look at the tape and you think, okay, I saw this, this is how it transpired. And I saw the route combo and the safety moved. And all of a sudden you go look at the tape and it's like, oh, wait, I didn't see this thing live. And then it changes the whole context of your answer as a coach. So I get it's frustrating, but I don't ever think of it as, oh, he didn't provide answers. Like yeah, he doesn't have the answers yet. That's what the tape is for. And again, it's not a performance, you know, he's not up there to like bang the table. And that's why we all remember great moments like Denny Green saying they are who we thought they were, because it's very dramatic and we feed off that as a fan. But in reality, as a football coach, that's not your job. Your job isn't to perform in front of a microphone. Your job is to get those answers. You're not going to get them till you go look at the tape. That's why the Monday session is almost always better with LaFleur, because he gets a good kind of hold on why things happen, what the X's and O's, you know, transpire, who did what wrong or right or whatever. And you get a much better kind of overview and kind of look at the game through those eyes, the eyes of your head coach. So, again, I understand it's frustrating after a game not getting immediate kind of answers to these things. But trust, I, for one, much prefer a coach who says, I got to look at it and then goes, looks at it and then gives you pretty solid answers on Mondays. And I think... For all of the faults Matt may have, that is not one of them. Uh, Mimsy, thanks, man. In fairness, we aren't much worse than 2022 so far. <laughs> Saying the quiet part out loud there, buddy. Don Vito, what's up? Three of the four losses are by four points or less. Youngest team in the league. One of the youngest historically. Calm the F down. Calmer than you are, dude. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, there's context, but you can still win these games, and you should be. Should have won the Atlanta game. Should have won. I should have won so many games. The only game they shouldn't have won is the Detroit game. That's the only game where I'm like, yeah, they, they were better. All these other games they should have won. These are all winnable games, and they're not winning them. And a lot of it is because they're beating themselves, whether it's the coaches or the players. But, yes, in the context, youngest team, I get it. Uh, John, thanks again, man. Should we try more hurry up to get J-Lo in rhythm? They tried a little bit today. What was crazy is they tried early and then they like, you know, they got the first down and we're like, and they're going tempo. And I got so excited with tempo. And then they tried to run and nobody could block. And I think they lost a yard. Then it's third down and then it's incomplete. And then it's punt. You know, you got to convert. You got to produce. You got to be efficient with your, with your downs, but that tempo can get you going. Maybe hopefully if you execute, but if you don't execute, Tempo doesn't do anything. I love the idea. And they, I, like I said, they tried early. They tried it like once or twice. But uh, yeah, it's not a it's not a panacea. Soder, thanks, man. Just beat the Vikings next week. That, I'll talk about Super Bowl vibes at Lambeau next week. I feel you, man. Brett, what's up? Glass half full. Packers lead the league in points per half with 17. <laughs> See, Brett? I like it. I like your I like your attitude. Uh, Michael, thanks, man. Man, what is the backup plan at QB? Is there one? Do you mean long-term? Long-term is to let Jordan Love develop, and he's not going to do that in six games. That's the plan. 
Portmaster, what's up? Do five to 15 yard routes exist in this offense? Feels like we go deep or one, negative one yard routes. I thought we would have a S ton of yak this year with these young kids. Matt did mention that kind of thinking, the idea of wanting to get the ball in space. And I think that's what he's trying to do on some of those screens, the stuff on the perimeter. But I'm with you, man. It does seem like they're successful when they try the things you're talking about. We saw them hit Watson early in the third quarter on something like that. But why it takes so long, why it takes getting down multiple scores to get to that, I'll I, I only Matt can answer that. Joe's home theater. What's up, man? Love is not Aaron, and people don't know what with that. I finally get what you mean by entitled town. I still believe in love and our team. Go pack go. Thanks, Joe. I mean, look, I get that people have watched a standard at quarterback for a very long time in Green Bay, you know. But, you know, I keep talking about early Favre. Like, Jordan really reminds me a lot of early Favre. Like, not that so far, actually, not quite as bad on the interception front, though some of them are, are amazingly bad. But yeah, like that gunslinger thing, like that throw to Torrey at the end of the game. What? Like, you got to be an insane gunslinger to even attempt that. Also, by the way, your call on third and 20 is to try to hit Torrey deep. Like at first I was like, oh, uh, I get it. Like Watson's hurt, blah, blah, blah. But like it's third and 20. Your solution is go deep to Torrey? Torrey. Love me, Samari. Shout out Samari Torre, but that's like in your head. And I'm not even talking Jordan here. I'm talking Matt like that. Like, yo, just let's get run a slant and get like five to eight to maybe hopefully 10 yards. They're playing off third and 20. Go get the fourth and 10. Then, hey, to Matt's credit, to everyone who needs answers right away, he did say, I put that on me because I should have called a better play. Uh. <laughs> Lewis, thanks, man. Young team had low expectations, but this is rough. Oh, oh, yes, it's rough. It is no doubt rough. Relax. Thanks, man. Bears still suck. Yeah, but the Bears won today. But they do still suck. And they beat a backup quarterback, so who cares? Joe, what's up? Can we please stop with these one-yard screens? Oh, my God, Joe, you're speaking my language. They are sucking my will to live. When we talk about getting Jordan, quote-unquote, easy completions, well, yeah, but not ones that take forever to set up and allow the defense to like come flying downfield to break them up and stop the ball carrier like one yard or whatever. It is driving me, dude, sucking my will to live. Tom, thanks for the super sticker. Appreciate it. Carl, thanks, man. Been here all day. I'm no fan of Barry, but we were only down by nine at the half. We got to fix these scoreless first halves. Go pack. 100%. Set it all, set it all by week. Not that it mattered. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. As as frustrating as Barry's defense has been, it's not like they're giving up 30 points a game. If they had a competent offense, they'd be winning these games. But right now they don't. Dustin, thanks, man. Since he represents himself, could Gary say I'm out? No. And look, Gary, like he he has contract negotiators and things like that. Um, he's not gonna say he's out. I mean, he could say I'm not signing anything. He probably consult with his people he has a representative um you know but yeah no he he'll he'll keep playing and they'll hopefully get something worked out 
at some point before it's time to start talking about the possibility of putting the franchise tag on him this offseason, but we're a ways away from that. Porkmaster, what's up? You think we can trade Clifford for a seventh at the deadline so 10% of the fan base explodes? Nothing against Cliff, but I want to shut up some dum-dums. Look, I, I've seen the calls for Clifford, and I understand it. There were calls for Mark Brunel back in the day, and they almost did it. Never really know what's going to be the tipping point for a coach, but I'll just leave with this. And I thank everyone for hanging out this late after the game. Sorry, it always takes me a little while to get on here. I really appreciate you guys sticking with me. Um, I'll just end with this. The most popular guy in any NFL town when the team is losing is the backup quarterback. That is always the case. It's certainly the case with certain members of the fan base. And look, I get it. I have, I have, I totally understand. They have every right to call for the backup. Go ahead. Call for the backup. I don't think they're going to make the move to the backup, but you have every right as a fan to do so. Godspeed. And that if you are frustrated by the play on the field and then they don't turn to the backup quarterback and then that makes you even more frustrated, you have no one to blame but yourself because you're the one calling for the backup quarterback instead of rooting for the starter to play better, which is what I'm going to do. All right, buddy. Can't thank you guys enough. Hanging out, talking Packers, even after they look atrocious out in Denver. Please, please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.